Hey, gang, this is Dave Johnson. You are listening to the RFK Refugees Podcast. It's not in the net. It's in your ear. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to talk DC United. Oh, what's the point anymore? How you doing, John? No, I'm good. I mean, the the we have, we have an hour, everybody. The billing starts as soon as you sit down. So uh, make sure that when you come, you, you sit on the couch, you, you know what you want to talk about. Yeah. So uh, we will have the number posted here quickly. Uh, but I think that that's something uh, we should think about tonight. How does this team make you feel? <laughs> we are your personal soccer therapist right now. Apologies for my camera right now. I don't, I'm we're going through some kinks with it. So if I come out and blurry, hey, I actually look better, I think, blurry than I do in, in sharp focus. So um, I think my wife can attest to that, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, how do we feel? We are your soccer therapist right now. You're your DCU therapist. Call in 202-905-0454. Call in. Um, that, that game last night, uh, I, I made the choice. I did watch the game. I, I put the game... Um, you know, afterwards, I forced myself through that crap show. Uh, in case you didn't know, DC United four one loss to the Philadelphia Union. Uh, I actually saw a stat at the end of the game. I think it said something like the seventh straight victory for the Philadelphia Union, and they've outscored us like twenty two to five. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, mm. Um, mm. that was a stat they threw up on the ESPN Plus. Mm. Uh, I guess it was the Philly broadcast, is what it was. So. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, that was bad. Um, that, that is, that this is, is this rock bottom? I don't know. What do you think? No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't only because the lineup was really weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if, if that was, if there were, uh, two defenders on the field that you would have assumed would start a game, uh, and a goalie that I feel like Chris Seitz only plays in like friendlies where he loses seven to nothing. And this game, <laughs> I remember seeing him against. Uh, it was one of the French teams we played two years ago or last year, and it was it was bad news bears. But yeah, not not the bottom, very close to the bottom, very bad. That's, let's, that's undeniable. Let's 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 get. I I do want to touch on some good. The good Mo- Moses Nyman played t- played made his first appearance. I think it was yep. his first appearance. Uh, yep. Griffin Yao saw the field. Uh, played played, half, he played a whole half. Played much. a whole played a whole half and played a really nice ball over to Eric Sorga, who Sorga then flubbed um, somehow. Um, so you know, wide open goal and the Estonian Messi or the Estonian assassin, whatever we're calling him these days, <laughs> uh, could not find the back of the net. Uh, so he's terrible, and we'll we'll get into who DC actually has now brought in to replace him. We'll get into that whole whole story. Um, if you're playing DC United bad season bingo, uh, get get ready for your. You're ready to mark a square. I posted that on Twitter, and I'm like, God, there's just so many seasons that freaking just like, like, to combine when this team is bad, and there are just so many. You know, you could throw you throw signing Gonzalo Higuain to that to that to that uh, to that award. So he's going to Miami, right? Is that what happened today? What's that? Gonzalo Higuain's going to Miami. Is that what is that what I read today? Yeah. yeah, I, I guess he's going to Miami. He's going to either LA, Miami, or some whatever. Um, but I think that th- there was news today that Beckham is uh, ringing his phone. Yeah. So, so that's that. I mean, that would that have made a difference at all? I don't know. No. Probably not. Would it have been funny to have two Iguains on the same team? Yeah, that would have yeah. been funny. Funny's good. 
funny i think we've talked about that before right like if you're gonna suck like be funny or be, be fun. something be enjoyable be, be interesting be, be all those things and uh this team this team is not any of those things right now um they are bad yeah, it's not it's not good so let's talk about the fact that uh so the lineups was the lineup was weird chris mm-hmm. sites in place of bill hamid for personal reasons not related to anything that you know or anyone knows it's just personal reasons um, the back line was Axel Schoberg, uh, Donovan Pines, and Joseph Mora. Three dudes who have never played together, and I bet not even in practice. I bet I bet the the day before, I bet Ben was still hoping that either Burnbaum or Briant could make it happen. Neither of them in the 18, so they just both were home. Yeah. So they were, yeah. I think that Ben, ben would have told you before this game, God, I just hope this is a 0-0 draw. That would rule. Yeah. I don't think it will be. <laughs> because this back line has never played together and Philly can score some goals, but let's let's not embarrass ourselves. And then they embarrass themselves. Embarrass themselves. Embarrass themselves. Very quickly, within twenty five minutes. It, I mean, this game was over. I mean it was over in twenty and then the rest of the game was just like all Philly had to do was just not give away the game. And they they dominated possession. I mean, I think the stats it was like fifty one forty nine. I was like, really? Uh just the goals this team gave up were just off of uh off of breakaways they were i i actually it was kind of funny i was watching dc build up attacks and actually get a decent chance on goal and then philly would just come right back and they were just not prepared uh they got overrun uh they got absolutely overrun it looked like this team literally just they were a step slow there wasn't even any real effort i could really point to i thought this was a really i mean just awful game i i if this were any other team, this were a normal team under normal circumstances, any coach that has been here this long, um, it, the, that coach either would have been in the hot seat or dismissed the next day. Let's be clear. I, I don't see any reason that that was, at, in my opinion, it was an embarrassing performance from this team. They didn't even look like they cared. Uh, there was a lot of, of malaise. The the pass from Gressel on, the, I think, the second goal or third goal, I can't remember, was just absolutely atrocious, a bad giveaway. They come back, and they're absolutely 100% exposed. Um, and I don't think Chris Seitz did anything bad. I mean, I don't think he did anything to really keep the team in the game. Uh, but, I mean, it was just a really, really bad performance. Um, I thought Assad looked okay. I thought he had some moments. Um, like I said, the new guys, Paredes, I didn't think he did that much, but I thought he looked okay. Yeah, and John needs to stop you know, playing our show and make sure he's on mute. Hey, did you know that if you watch us on Facebook, it does live uh, comment, uh, live closed captioning? <laughs> it's probably pretty funny. It's probably like it not is. accurate it's, at all. It, listen, folks, if you want to see, I'm I'm a fan of like weird closed captioning. Uh, <laughs> so if you're into that, check us out on Facebook right now. I'm the only one doing it. Uh, no one else is, but there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I won't do that again. Sorry, Ted. Uh, yeah, the uh, it was yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Donovan Pines, I think, I think Donovan Pines will be on RFK Refugees Mini Show Instagram Live Edition on Wednesday at eight o'clock. So uh, stay tuned for that. If that's true, even if it's not true, if you want to, if you had a question for Donovan Pines, like for instance, I would like to know um, how he feels getting a a, a a run of games here after not playing for what it seems like a million years. And how his body is adjusting to sort of the, that the real ninety-minute demands over and over again. I think that's probably a lot for a young player. Uh, but him and Kevin Paredes are looking like Ben is giving us what we wanted from that perspective. He's like, yeah. "All right, okay, I'll play the kids. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Why not?" Let's and 
uh, I'll talk about another thing. So I remember on last week's show, I was like, all right, here's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, I'm going to take results maybe a little bit out of it, the equation. I want I want this team to win. Otherwise, why do you play the games? I had said I want to see a goal from an offensive player in the run of play, not a penalty, which mm-hmm. we got against New which I guess we can sort of talk a little bit about New England maybe because I don't think we, you know, these games we are did. kind of weird with our schedule. Um, we did do a little bit of a halftime show with that. Uh, they made it interesting towards the end, but not certainly not anything fantastic, and they, they still looked uh, really bad. Um, I don't think they looked anything special, especially with – and also we got to talk about, you know, uh, uh, Edison Flores is, is out uh, for – Four to six weeks with a fractured uh, face. skull, face, orbital somewhere. bones around his face, orbital bones orbital around his face. Bones. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I we talk about, and I got that. I got, I got Julian Gressel scoring in the run of play. I think Andre Blake could have done a little bit better with that. He should have saved it. <laughs> but you know, like this is 2020. I mean, I asked for something, and I get what I asked for. Uh, it just turned out to be a garbage goal that really didn't impact anything. So you got the great value version of what you asked for. You yeah. got the Massimo <laughs> version of the goal. In I got the Kirkland signature of what yep. I asked for. Yep. Um, yeah, that. I mean, I, I I don't really know what else to say about this team. This the season's. I, I don't think this team is making the playoffs. I don't think this no. team is doing anything. Even with ten teams, I mean, maybe they're they're still going to be mathematically alive probably until the last minute. I mean, we are behind right now. If you want to talk, we're, we talk about how much we made fun of FC Cincinnati. We're behind them. Yeah, we made no, fun of Chicago. We, we're behind them. We, Nashville SC, a one of the teams that um, one of the uh, the expansion teams that everybody was saying, like, everybody was painting up Inter Miami. Guess who's actually having a better season right now? It's Nashville. They won two games. We've only won one. Um, you know, you look at all these teams. Atlanta United's been really bad. They got their coach fired. They are one spot outside of the playoffs right now. I mean, what? How how else can you can you break this down other than just that we are going to be historically bad? Well, I, I, we are the worst team. I, I'm going to go and say we're the worst team in Major League Soccer. I think yeah. Inter Miami is better than us, and they show they were better than us um, when they yeah. when they nearly beat us, and we somehow managed to win that game. Who knows what? Who knows how? Historically bad though is a is a hard barrier for us to clear because we've been so historically bad before. <laughs> we will be we will be in the vein of historically bad. We'll be like in the in we, that tranche of awful teams. But, the, the fact hmm. that this is going to be a shortened season and not a full season might actually save us from being historically bad, I think. Or unless it's a point-per-games thing, and then maybe it'll be even worse. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we got a comment here from Jonathan M. on uh, YouTube, frequent commenter. Appreciate that, Jonathan. You call in sometime. Uh, the lineup smelled of an inventory check, and maybe a house cleaning is to come. The young kids looked worthy of giving another shot. Yeah. I think the kids are going to play a lot. I think the kid, I think I, I think that what you saw, Kevin Prentice is just going to start every game. I think until he breaks down. I think <laughs> I think Ben's like I don't have any other better options, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna roll with this. Uh, Griffin, yeah, hopefully gets a little bit more. Um, they're not they're obviously not going to Loudon now. It's it has become clear that none of those players, poor poor Loudon United, <laughs> none of those guys are going down there at all this season. So yeah. that's just what it is. Uh, and uh, Donovan Pines is getting the big run too. So it, it's 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 great from that perspective. Uh, do I think that a house cleaning is to come? I don't think so. We only have 17 healthy bodies right now. So just from a, just from a amount of people, unless they're going to start like really using Loudon United as, as a, as like a, a, you know, just a shop for some bodies basically, but Loudon's not having a great season either. Maybe, 
there's a, Elvis and Mo perhaps in the midfield, but these are stretches. Like if we're to, if we're to do that, this these are not solutions. This yeah. is this is not an actual. It would just be really to make up some some bodies for this. But I bet you the same thing that's keeping those players from going down is going to keep players from coming up. They probably want to keep a big firewall between these two teams so that they don't have covid outbreaks yeah and um i think we maybe touch a little bit on the covid thing i think what was it three four four or five players some six staff um catching covid i mean you were gonna league have wide some, what's that league wide that's league wide yes i believe so it's pretty it's, good considering now and they're no longer in a bubble and everyone is in they're traveling commercial in some cases i think i think so. they're doing i believe they're doing all um they are doing uh, all charter flights. All charter flights. I think that that is oh, part I'm, of the. I'm thinking back. of NWSL, who yeah. is also restarting soon, who will be taking commercial. Yeah, so I think it's all it's all charter flights. Um, That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's good, and it, I mean, it's, I don't I don't think it's good because I think anytime you have any positive case is not good because we don't know you know what those players are going through, you know whether someone's going to get hit. Um, it, it is the best cape maybe one of the better case scenarios out of this because i mean this could have gone really badly really quickly um and it hasn't uh and, and the team has done i think a, the league has done at least a good job under the situations of keeping things under control we can argue whether they should or not and i think that's a legitimate argument to have but um yeah it's it is what it is and we're here and we're watching soccer and nothing's going away right now because nothing is is different um we got we've got Adam Lundegaard uh, of Loudoun United watching us on the Twitter stream right now. <laughs> hey Adam, uh, we need some more center backs, and we only had 17 <laughs> players. So if you want to talk to Ryan about that, I would. Uh, I think it's probably a good idea. Say so you're available. Tell them <laughs> tell them that if if need be, you can quarantine for however many days you need, and then just hop over there. Oh wow, I'm looking at this. Uh, I I just saw this. Yeah, I, I've been. I was at. I was away, unfortunately, and, and not really paying attention. Uh, was it Emily Olson says on, on a D, another DC note today? Costa Rica international and forward, Maryland, uh, Maryland soccer winger Rodney Wallace is training with United. Uh, Thirty nine appearances. He was on a young one year contract with SKC and expired. That that's a good like. Oh here here's this player that you guys remember type of signing. I I don't. Apparently he is recovering from a major hip issue. Oh wow. Okay. So it might just be like a staying in shape type thing. Yeah. If it's not, you know, we don't know. And I don't know. I mean, really they care. need bodies. I mean, I think they'll take them. I mean, I'll it, take, it, yeah, they'll I mean, take them and there's no sign of any investment coming to this club. So they'll no. they're, they're gonna take them in. Let's talk about let's talk about the proof of that. Let's talk about some uh the evidence that we know no money's coming in. Yeah. So DC United has been there has been a clamor for more forwards. We're saying, why are we playing Luis Segura forward all the time? He's not a forward. Why do we keep doing this? The answer was because, A, Eric Sorgo appears to be bad, and B, there was no one else. So uh, we have someone else now, uh, Gelman Rivas. Uh, he, of the, uh, he of the Venezuela national team, kind of, in a way. He has three caps quite a few years ago. I believe 2014 was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. He, so six, he, he has lit ago. up. He has lit up the Saudi league. Let me just say, like, you go look ah. at the the Saudi. I looked at his stats and I see like all these clubs that are clearly have Arabic names and they are all like teams that play in Saudi Arabia. So he's lit up that league and he, I think he has seven appearances for a Turkish side. I think he played in the and one goal. Yeah, one goal in the United Arab Emirates. <sighs> could he be? Could he, he be good? Sure. Let, let's if we're playing complete hypotheticals here. Yes, he could be good. Um. Okay. 
Sure. Sure. You could why be, not? Because this anything is, is possible. <laughs> we live in a world of infinite possibilities. That's how it could be possible. But this is, I mean, what, what what else can you say? I mean, this is this is like this is a sign that this team is circling the drain and they are desperate for bodies. This dude, they got on a free. They didn't have to pay anything to get him. I mean, it's like it's it's twenty it's twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. I mean, not twenty seventeen, but like it's like twenty you know thirteen twenty fourteen all over again. This team Danny is also. It's international Adam Christman. <laughs> that's what's going on here. Oh, uh, Danny Olsa, man. 2010. That's that's taking me back. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you made a good joke here on Twitter. The quote from Dave Casper. We're excited to welcome Gelman to the... I think it's Gelman. It could be Gelman. It's probably Gelman. It's probably not Gelman. <laughs> I'm going to call him Gelman now. Uh, welcome Gelman to the district. Uh, Gelman's experience and goal-scoring record in leagues across the world will add some important firepower and attacking depth to our roster. We're looking forward to integrating him with the squad. You could remove uh, Gelman's name and put Hamdi Salihi in there. Put any number of former international players that <laughs> like, oh, well-traveled. Put Leonard Pahoy in there. Yeah, well-traveled, uh, goal-scoring <laughs> record across the world. Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. Uh, I'm a producer here telling me it's probably Hellman. I, I know that it is, but I'm going to call him Gelman now because it's funny to me. We should we should um, try to pronounce names correctly, John, even if we mess them up. Except but. for Gelman, because it's it's making me laugh now. So <laughs> sorry, bud. Uh, if you score a goal, if you score one goal, I will call you your actual correct name. If That's you your... lead, if you lead this team in scoring and score more than ten goals, I will buy his jersey and I will put it on the back and I will wear it proudly. If he scores ten goals and. You're gonna, you have to get some sort of tattoo. I think that, that <laughs> the stakes are high at that kind of at ten goals. We'll we'll think we'll talk we'll talk we'll we'll, we'll uh, brainstorm off <laughs> off show. Yeah, yeah. Gelman, come on. Oh, we've I mean, got uh, so yeah. I mean that's that that's where we're at. That's the that's the signing that we've been given. They're uh, according to uh, the the Oracle of Loudon, Ryan Kiefer. Uh, there's a possibility that another defender from Blackburn uh, is heating up. The, the the conversation there around that player to DC is 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 going, which is okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Mr. More defenders. Let's just prevent people from scoring. We care who cares about scoring goals or actually. Yeah, signing. no, I think I think well, we need both. <laughs> we need one more than the other for sure. Uh, during the game last night, I was thinking if the new Moneyball tactic is to sub your second goalie on there with no gloves, who just stands in and around the goal and just sort of like does angles, but puts his arms behind his back. Because I think we needed it. I think that would have been more more useful for us than maybe some attacking players that we had going on. So, uh, it, well, it's a you know, and, huh. and 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 it just shows. I mean, this type of this is the type of signing though that just it's just so it's so disheartening. After that game, it's like it's almost like the worst. And I'm not saying don't do it. You know, wait until you know after because I mean, Rebels might be worse. Who knows? But I'm just saying it's just so disheartening to be like you lose four to one. You know this team is bad. You know things aren't going well. You got guys injured up up the wazoo. You know I'm I'm someone I'm not ready to give up on Edison Flores just yet. I don't no. I don't think you can give him a fair. Sh- Everybody's calling him a bust already, and I'm like I'm not there yet. He he's gonna be here through 2021 unless unless he is so unhappy that he just wants to leave, which could happen. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen, but I I don't think you can really put much stock into the idea that you know he's a bust yet he might be he might still be but i mean i think at this point you got to give him a full hopefully covid free yeah for sure a full season i don't think he was signed here on a one-year deal so yeah uh, and and i don't believe on these performances we're going to sell him off anyway so um he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get some time to figure out where where he's at um 
I think I think everyone included him. The manager would say uh, this has not been enough this year. Uh, but you know, lots of lots of lots of uh, you know extenuating circumstances there. So he's got, like you said, a COVID-free full season, full preseason. We'll see what he can give. But with, there's... With, 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 with Paul Ariel, maybe that'll be the difference. Yeah, I don't no, know. for sure. I mean, we talk about it now. I feel like we talk about Paul. We talk about a player with an ACL injury who's not going to be here more than any other t- any other team that has a long term injury. We're just talking about all time because it, he's so missed. Yeah, it's so necessary. Uh, the difference the difference in the team is just dramatic. But so I mean, this whole signing is just it's it's so depressing as just like from a standpoint of this is what we have. This is what we're getting. You know, we want our team to go out and say, this is not good enough. We need to, you know, splash the cash. Let's go find somebody. Let's, you know, let's scout. Let's, you know, I don't think who knows if anyone's really scouting right now. I probably can't do much scouting, but like digital scouting. Let's, 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 they have an ESPN plus subscription. (laughs) So they can see almost all the leagues that exist anyway. But you know, all the teams are going out and doing that. They're finding players. They're bringing guys in They're You know, saying, Hey, we're not good enough here. Let's go bring somebody in. And this is what we're getting. We're getting a guy that basically it's cheap and let's just throw in. And if he does well, by God, we've, you know, struck gold. If he, if he hasn't, then, you know, and I'm sure they've looked at him. I'm sure they watch games and they're not bringing, you know, some, you know, some, they've scattered him. It was, they they, they, they weren't just like looking at the free agent list. Like, all right, this guy's got a funny name. Let's let's go with let's go with this guy. But it it would just be, it would just be better. It would just be it would just be nice if this team actually went out and did something at least a little bit more. Because this just this just reeks of just like underwhelmingness under an, an underwhelming player we're bringing in. And uh, we we talked in the chat. I think our producer brought up the idea of of are we you know Olsen out? You are firmly well. If it's Chad Ashton, then forget you know then forget it. I am I am of the opinion that I want some accountability. Like I really want some account. If it's been and I and I look at like this team, I look at that game, and it was like the team was just never in it. And I'm like, is that organization? Is that injuries? I mean, we come come up with all these excuses, but the I mean, I just want to see some accountability. I want to see an ownership that at least cares a little bit, and not just like, oh, this is fine. You know, oh, we'll we'll get them next time type situation. No. I'm sorry. We, we've been here way too many times. I want some accountability. I, I even if it's Chad Ashton for half for the rest of the year, who cares? We already know the season's going to go down. It's going down the tubes. Probably going to completely collapse. Like I mean, let's let's be serious. Unless there's a major change, unless they go out and they sign Messi or something like that. Like this season is is pretty much like in the in in the trash in my opinion. Unless there's a dramatic shift in a lot of different players. And hey, sh- prove it. Go out and do it. But like, I want to see some accountability in this team. I want to see the ownership show me that they care, and that part of showing that you care is recognizing that something's not good enough, and you need to make a change. And e- even if it's you know, if, if if it's a tough situation, not entirely Olsen's fault that you know he gets this new team and he has like a stunted practice schedule and everything. You know, no, we we expect a little bit better, and that performance against Philly was not good enough. So I'm sorry, but we need to make a change. We we'll, we'll, we need to figure something out. And that shows that you care as an ownership. That shows that you are invested in the success of your team. And we're not seeing that. And I think that's the most frustrating part is we don't know how much. We, we hear a lot from Ben. We hear a lot from, uh, from, we hear some from Dave Casper when he gives comments. But we're not hearing from ownership. We're not hearing from anybody. You know, 
you know, give like when, when something's not good, you sometimes have owners will be out there being like, hey, it's not good enough. You know, we're, we're working to be better. We're not hearing any of that. We have absentee owners right now. And that is just so frustrating, so frustrating on so many levels. I would say most teams in MLS have absentee owners. I would say that I would say the Merritt Paulsons are the exception. Most most owners, you don't hear from them. Yeah. You don't. You've got, the Rapids are certainly not hearing from their owner. Um, that doesn't excuse. We are in a position of not knowing what this team's long. We talked about it. I think I lashed over the show before about what this team's long term strategy is. Yeah. What I things that I would love to happen are a realistic conversation about what this team's revenues are, what this team what this team wants to do within that re- those revenue constrictions. Um, is it saying we need to tread water until X so that we can do Y? Okay, that'd be fine. I want to know that. Um, we'll never know those things. The transparency is not an element that most MLS teams have. Uh, there's there's uh, there's a few teams that do, but most don't. But I, I feel like in, in, in the absence of a team that is competitive to win trophies, which this team is not, in real in, in real in real terms, then you have to do a better job telling me why I should care, yeah, and why I should continue to do it. The problem is that you know I'm still going to, yeah. So the 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 motivation for you to to open the kimono and say here's the deal, we don't have any money. Our ownership is not going to we me the owner. I'm not going to spend any more money until why I have the auxiliary developments up in uh, in and around the stadium and i'm drawing revenue from that and all of a sudden i'm flush until that happens you're just you're going to be right where you are the problem is that that's the truth the 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 diehards that are not me the diehards without podcasts and and a reason to continue to do it are going to say all right well i'm going to go do something else i'm going to go follow something else i mean if you look at it from my perspective right now i have a local team that is actually playing League One, Division Three soccer, but is still playing decently well. So, from my perspective, from my perspective, uh, they're playing at least somewhat well. As my video freezes, I hope people can still hear me. <laughs> I can hear you, but I don't okay, know if that's can, indicative of anything. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know what's what's going on. But um, so we have an issue where this team is, um. Where, you know, from my perspective is I have a team right now in Richmond that's playing decently. So if I have a choice between going up to D.C., driving, spending my time, spending my uh, spending my time doing it, I'm going to choose to uh, I'm going to choose to watch uh, my local team or watch at home. That's my choice. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm not, you know, contributing to fan fan revenue. And it's really hard to feel engaged. So, and that, I'm sure there are other people that you know won't do either. They'll just stay at home. They won't watch any soccer. So, yeah, I'm. I mean, uh, somebody in the comments on the on the Twitter stream said uh, they turned off the DC United game to watch the Loudon game because it was more exciting. <laughs> Which, that's true. I think if you watch both games, I think that's undeniably true. Um, but the the struggle here is just that. Like I, I'm just reiterating. Like I don't. There, there's no, there's no sign that the 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 goals of the franchise, the goals of the organization, are the same as the goals of the fan base. Um, uh, Mark Rickling says most owners would not have kept Ben Olsen on for ten years. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but th- these ones did, and these are still our owners. So there's a reason 
why that's the case and, that these particular folks kept him on i think for a lot of times we've talked about it ad nauseum and i'm sure there are listeners that are tired thinking, of here tired of hearing excuse about it. at this point yeah that are tired of hearing about it but it is it, I mean, it's the deal like so he was the he was the uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I can't think of one. He was he was the guy he was the he was the guy you put in charge of the the game that couldn't shoot straight for a while. So he nothing was going to matter. How it was going to go wasn't going to matter. But he was going to be cheap, and people were going to know his face, and they were unlikely to turn on him because he was a club legend. Uh, now we're a little bit past that. People are getting people the old timers uh, like Ted, like people with Ted's uh, amount of years in service are uh, are leaving. They don't care anymore. They're they they've gone. So the people who know Ben you know, fully from his entire career at DC United are gone. They've, they've, they've rolled off this team. So the equity that that existed before is shrinking. So there's, there's, I think from a fan equity perspective, there's not as much of a reason to keep him on board for, uh, for, for a lot of those reasons. We said at the beginning of the season that if nothing else, just to have a new dynamic in place and to see what, uh, see what, occurs see what happens so the same if you can't afford to change the players change the coach and change the the change the philosophy and see what happens if we still suck which i honestly think still might be the case okay you tried something you 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 didn't you didn't just lay there and let it happen but i i don't i, don't, I just don't know it's such a weird position like i don't think that we'll be in any better straits if we fired ben tomorrow or whatever after the next game who would come there there there's nobody coming in now and the players are all dramatically underperforming i think except for kevin paredes basically <laughs> like i don't i think in this in this setting i don't know what changes this year and i don't necessarily think i get it that you want the ownership to do anything something to show that you're paying attention and have been watching the games for the last few years but uh i don't think i'll feel better until i know what they're going to do uh, next year and next year and next year. Like, if they fire him and they're like, okay, I'm not signing any other players, though. He was obviously the problem. That's why we suck. Now he's gone, so now we'll be good. I, I, I will say, I will say, there, there's an old adage about, you know, when when you have a coach and you hear him over and over again, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at, I mean, Ben has a lot of players he's had now for a long time. Uh, Brilliant's been here now for, for at least a couple of years. You have, um, obviously, Bill's been around forever. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure Bill won't say anything, you know, you have Paul Riola now and, and I, I just get this feeling. I think there's a certain comfort level among some of these guys that is why everybody's underperforming. And I think it's a lot to do with no one. I think even the players on the field don't really know what Ben Olsen wants to do with them, wants to do with this team. And maybe they're, we were not in practices, we're not in training, but it just feels like I watch this team now and I'm like, I don't know what. Do they not work on certain things in practice? Our our set plays are atrocious, awful, terrible. I think teams, I think basically Philly figured, let's just foul them at the top of the box. They'll get a set piece, and they won't be able to do anything with it. Like, that's basically, like, the strategy for defending the team. And if you watch their games, they're getting very few opportunities where they're actually penetrating the box because teams are just, say, yep, we'll, just t- we'll take the foul here, and they're at the top of the box and try to beat us with, you know, set plays. And their set plays are bad, and it ends in nothing. So, and I'm not saying that's the only reason, but it just feels like a lack of organization, a lack of direction. And I think having bringing someone else new in could shake that up. Could suddenly, suddenly, players are worried that oh gosh, am I, you know a guy like Edison Flores, who though he's a five year contract, it's like 
oh my goodness, what, you know, am I going to be here? I'm not under the same situation. Different coach, different ideas. Julian Gressel, who has looked really complacent, I feel. Emil Assad, a lot of those guys, suddenly maybe it shakes them up and says, hey, you know, let's, you know, who knows what we're going to, you know, if we're going to be here. Let's, you know, we need, I need to start, you know, focusing up. I need to start and just bringing some guy in with, with at least a general idea of how they're going to play. I just, I feel like Ben just tries, you know, tries crap and just like, comes up with an organization strategy that he thinks might work and it works for a little bit and then it goes away and then he scraps it and finds something else. It won't surprise me if we have another formation change after this game. I could see it happening. That was just such a poor performance and it got exposed very, very easily by Philly. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the the I mean, they didn't have enough defenders to do any other formations uh, in that particular game. So they they were they were they were yeah. in a bit of a bind. They had no more center backs. Uh, and they're had, both had, of their right backs. Had, were a, out. had a had a had a wing back playing center back, basically. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah. That's how uh so yeah, I mean Jonathan M says, uh, what player looks at DC United and says, I want to go there right now? <laughs> and the answer is someone who really needs a job. And and doesn't mind making league minimum salary. And, and you know, that's that's that to me, if you bring in and, and and a coach can change a lot of that. A coach can, you know, bring somebody in at coach. I think that really should have been this team's priority. Let's get somebody in as coach because that can convince a lot of people to stay, you know, or to come in. You know, we got absurdly lucky with Wayne Rooney decided to come here. I mean, people ask on the same like, who would want to come play here? Well, Wayne Rooney apparently wanted to come play here. So, you know, it's 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 not an easy to everyone's like, well, who would want to come play here? I'm like, I mean, you can you can if you either splash enough cash to actually be able to make the signings, you can get you can convince talented players to come play for you. DC's not doing that. They're not. I mean, they splashed the cash on one player, and that was Edison Flores. And other teams have do that on now on like four or five guys. You know, maybe if, if you have a great season, if all five of them work out, like legendary season. If four of them work out, you're still doing pretty well. If three of them work out, you're still doing pretty well. I mean, even LAFC, it doesn't hit every single signing. There are plenty of guys they signed and didn't work out, but they sign enough and they're willing to put forward that money enough to go out and find guys and bring guys in. And we're not doing that. We paid money for one player this offseason. And yes, we re-signed uh, Paul, which is great. I'm not saying that's not great. That is very good. That is very good. But, I mean, if you look at what other teams are doing, Atlanta went out and got, I think, Jurgen Dam, a Mexican international. Like they went out and got a guy to try to like help this team out, and they went out and they were aggressive in getting players. And they have infinite resources, so they should. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying like we have to do that. I'm just saying I'm just trying to paint the picture of like the, the league is passing us, or we need we need to say you know what we are going full on. We need to do what Philly did. Philly is is probably even a, the same or maybe a little bit maybe a little better, but probably a little bit worse budget than we do. They trash us. They are playing some amazing soccer right now because they committed to an idea of, of what they were going to do. And they absolutely have have are reaping the benefits. They stuck, they they brought in, you know, Ernie Stewart, they brought in Jim Curtin, and they said, here's our identity, here's what we're going to do. They have a whole youth development like identity. They do it a little bit differently than a lot of other teams. And, you know, they have reaped the rewards of that. They have some great players and they're playing really good soccer for what their budget is. So it's possible not to be a big spender and still be a competent mm -hmm. team and that's what we want right now i just want a, yes. a competent team i'm not asking this team to be 
Atlanta or LA if that if the resources aren't there. I understand that. We're saying it'd be Philly now. That's how bad things have gotten. We're like, wouldn't it be cool if we were like the Union? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if that was DC trashing the Union like we did? Of course it would be. Yeah. And we're just stuck. Uh, at, we're stuck in neutral. That's all it is. So. I was going to make a joke about DeBoer, but ProStoop uh, also did it on on the chat. I was thinking about when you were saying, we well, just replace a coach that people want to play for. Well, he is available. Um, <laughs> I don't 290 know DC that. 99, which says, why didn't we bring back Ameriqua and Jalen Robinson? They seem fine getting minutes. We need bodies in the team. Um, I think the fact that neither of those players are on a team right now yeah. tells you something about why they let them go. So that's, that is always, the, I, I give credit to Dave Casper and Ben Olsen in one major regard from a player evaluation standpoint is once they get let go from here, uh, they don't, they don't go up. They, they don't generally not. Uh, we, we were talking about before the show, Eric Williamson is an a, a, a exception and also an asterisk because he didn't actually play on the team. Yeah. But if you train with this team and you can't get on the field and you get let go, that's a bad sign for you. And other teams are like, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of trying to think of a player like Ike Opara out of the league, I think, or at least not playing. I'm trying to think of other players that sort of have, have, have you know, moved off our roster. Dax McCarty doesn't really count. He was here for like a minute. Um, can you think of anybody that's done well after they left here that they after they were sort of cut? Not, I mean, not anyone we, I mean, we actively traded away somebody that's resources are getting back. There are plenty of, of homegrown players that haven't shooken out. The problem is Eric Williamson didn't want to come here. And I think yeah. that was the biggest problem. I think he wanted the, also guarantees of playtime and a salary that we didn't think was, or they didn't think was commensurate. So, yeah. And, and they, you know, that's that again, that's, that stinks on their, uh, on their player. That, that is oh, a Nick DeLeon. Thank you, Pro Soup. Nick DeLeon yeah. is the, uh, is, is, is the one. Yeah, major example of a <laughs> bad evaluation. It. Although that was again a contract thing, right? They thought that they were smarter by half that they could sign someone else to fill his role for for half money, and then Nick just went up and I think won him lost cup. Was that the first year they were there? Uh, or was it the year after? No, it was a year after. See how he hasn't won an MLS cup with them. They made well, MLS he's cup. Still, final. He still yeah. played one. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's. <sighs> You know, it's it's tough. I, I, I agree that I think they get it more right than not, but sometimes when they're wrong and they've starting to be a little bit more wrong now, I'd say Nick DeLeon, Eric Williamson, I think you are starting to see them maybe tend towards the side where it's like, okay, now they're they're not as they're not as smart as they 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 that that was the one thing I held up sort of in that two thousand ten was like, hey, they're really good at like, you know, playing money ball, finding guys in the rough. I mean, even even those years they were bad, they were everybody's saying like, well, ten years. I'm like, yeah, but they <laughs> they still made the playoffs. You know, I I don't discredit myself for saying like they should have kept they should have kept Ben Olsen around. I just think the league has advanced so far in our ownership, it isn't evolving with it. Or isn't coming up with something new, or or you know, Dave Casper and Ben Olson aren't involving with it, and they are staying with the same way they've they've coached since uh, since since 2010, and that's not I don't working know about anymore. That. I think ben, I think Ben's changed the way he's coached. He's changed a little bit, but I still I still see some of the same same tendencies that he has as sort of a coach, and and that hasn't that hasn't really changed, um, and and I think it's sort of led to this team kind of being people being comfortable and kind of stuck in neutral. So Gordon Wild was a player we should have kept. Yeah, that was that is one. So again, you know, these are all recent sort of signings, and it's sort of speaking to, it's sort of speaking to what this team is right now, and and sort of how the league is sort of starting to pass them by with sort of analytics and a lot of other things that that they're investing a lot of time and money into that I don't think this team is. So, 
we would love to be wrong and we would have yeah. to talk to someone who knows the answer to those things. So the, if MLS was a little bit more open, if they were, that's a, that, I mean, that is a thing that MLS really needs to look at. Uh, I don't think they're no, I think no longer are they trying to be the league of choice internationally no. and trying to put them up to that sort of that podium, but it's free to tell your, your closest fans, which are us and our listeners, like what we want to know. Like we want to know, salary cap space we want to know what you're spending on uh, scouting and development how many people do you have in that department uh what is your you know what's your what's your plan for next year you know i don't know chelsea's transfer budget but i know certainly enough uh about i there's enough of a rumor mill around them to see like what what's going on i could sort of say how how uh aspirational are they how aggressive are they uh, or not so it's yeah it's 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 wild that to still be here and to look at this to look at this roster and sort of look uh I'm 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 going through it now. Zoltan Stieber left and now he's playing in Z- Z- a long name with lots of Z's. I think there's three Z's in this name. Uh and you know Atlas that being the one the one rare player who left us and, and is now playing in a better league. Um, other than Wayne is, is is Luciano Costa, although he's not been great. Yeah, he's been fine. He's been average. Uh, but lots of without a clubs when you leave here. Yeah, and and you know I don't know. But speaking of speaking of owners, I, I do feel like we need to talk about the the other club, the other the other team that had was new was newsworthy this week uh, or last week uh, was uh, Deloy Deloy Hansen. Uh, oh, RSL yeah. owner. Let's talk. Direct about, action works. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about this because this is this is what what's crazy to me. If he never goes on that radio show, if he never speaks up, <laughs> yeah, he is right. probably still the owner, and he objectively is not a good person because of the comments he made. He he can tell how much money he gives to, to to organizations. You make comments like you do in in number one on the radio that were bad. Uh, saying you're not sure how much you want to own the team, you you also make the comments in private uh, about you know wanting to lynch players and dropping the n word. I'm sorry that that is you are a you are a bad person and you should you should uh, fade away quietly. Um, and I think it was uh, Brian Strauss wrote a, a great article t- uh, today, sort of exemplifying you know that there are still owners out there that aren't good. You look at um, most Phil, uh, most owners probably are not are not are not really good people or for because I mean they are they're rich people and these are very working class type of movements that we're seeing and that's that's the nature there's of what no there's no woke owners in the pro sports yeah they are there yeah messing. yeah and you have like Phil Antrutz who has given money to a lot of causes that are we, we that many describe as homophobic and. I certainly describe them that way too. And there's a lot of those owners, but those owners are – Phil Anschutz is quiet. If you showed me a picture of, of a bunch of old white men and asked me to pick out which one was Phil Anschutz, I probably couldn't pick him out. Like he's very quiet like in the background. And it's sort of saying, you know, if, if, if you try to come out and try to butt against the sort of progressive fans – progressive fan, you are going to be – hit back and you're going to, you know, lose everything basically. And this is what happened to Delay Hansen. He lost, he lost everything. Well, he he's, lost. 
he didn't lose anything. He's going to sell all these assets. Oh, for more sure. Than yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he still lost. I mean, I would still argue like he he certainly was one of the more vocal owners out, out there. I mean, I'm sure he certainly still cared about the team. I'm sure he's going to make a lot of I'm sure he's going to make money off this. Yeah. Whatever his investment was, I'm sure he's going to make money. So, it's yes, like Donald you're, Sterling. You're, it's like Donald Sterling was but, forced to sell the team and, and, and made more money than he could have imagined. But I mean, you talk about public, you know, public embarrassment. You talk about he, he is basically he is reserved out in the corner. He's, he's going to have his money and you probably will never hear from him again. Sure you will. There are so many people that agree with him. There, 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 there is an, not, there's an not avenue. With the com- he'll, not with he'll the comments that new... came out in The Athletic. I'm sorry. And, huh? and so, not with the comments that came out in The Athletic. He'll just say he's growing and changing and he's he's heard you. But and I he wants to change. But you're not. He's not going to be somebody who's going to be out there in public. I mean, I, I do think that he, he there is some sort of public image that he has suffered because of this, and I, I think that's I think that's worthy. Uh, that's worthy. That, that's worthy of discussing, and I, I think that is something that I don't think he'll ever get back. And you know, it's. A, I think there were people also apparently like I think because RSL is a very small club, it just wasn't really well known. But there are a lot of people that talked about like there there were well documented people not liking the owner, the new owner of the club and sort of his actions. Um, I think this is maybe the first time people heard his name, like on a lot on a wide scale. Um, I think but, they heard it first when he paid a million and a half dollars for a coin. Yeah. Like a dime. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the first time people heard of sort of about sort of the things that he, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very jaded about this. I feel like that he will spin this off into an opportunity to be some sort of a commentator somewhere and say how he was canceled by the soccer the soccer Gestapo or something and all that he will have lost for it is teams that uh, he was invested in obviously he yeah. was the reason that the NWSL tournament happened this year without him wouldn't happen um and that's sort of what the NWSL statement alluded to like yes he really did a lot he actually did a lot for this league in the short time that he was owner um but uh you know as a quick aside there's no guarantee that the Utah Royals stay in Utah after this there are lots of owners across the country that are looking for franchises, and the Utah Royals were, I believe, the Boston Breakers before they were the Utah Royals. So um, you, you never know there. Also, all their players are trying to leave. All of their national team players are. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the LA team goes, they're gone. And Kelly O'Hara, Kelly O'Hara is hanging out in DC, like I'm not playing anymore until you trade me. So <laughs> figure out figure out a way to make what that. You I want. was actually looking. I was trying to see what they were. I thought they were the the team in. Um... I think the like Kansas City team, the Rochester. I thought they were Rochester. Maybe I could be wrong. I think uh, Rochester hasn't. Oh no, FC is, Kansas City. They were FC Kansas City. There you go. At one that point. Second. So. Um, yeah, man. I it, it, I don't know. I, I am glad that I am glad that the result came quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel like justice, really. Um, uh, I don't know about justice. Is probably pretty strong. He uh, the the stuff that he was accused of. Uh, in the uh, the athletic articles, much more uh, of an indictment probably than the things he said on the radio show. The radio show stuff is just like, all right, you're an asshole. Like, yeah. all right, cool. You're <laughs> you're not supporting your team, no, and that, you're that, making it all about you, well, and you're and you're sort of misrepresenting both what they're about and also blaming players for having to fire the 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 staff and the and the, and the, the, the game day staff. Like yeah, that was. The, the most disgusting comment I thought he made was when he was saying, like, I think there was a player coming out saying, like, how much he, he did not want to be here anymore because of the, you know, because of what the owner was saying. And, you know, the owner was like, well, he should think about the people who get paid $12 an hour. And, you know, yeah. if you really and I'm like, oh, my God, you are <laughs> get get out. 
get out. And, you know, those, I agree. Those, you know, he probably, you know, those comments don't come out. He probably still has his teams because then they're, they're just, they're not, they're just really bad comments, but they're not, you know, at the level of what we're seeing. And, and once the stories came out, once, you know, they were corroborated stories, they were not just one person, you know, who got furloughed saying them, which is what a lot of people were trying to paint it as. Oh, you know, oh, you know, Andy Williams just got furloughed. And no, there was someone else there who had no, you know, reason game was like, oh yeah, he said those things. He absolutely said those things. You know, you, you have all those things sort of coinciding with this. And, you know, I, I think MLS had no choice. You are a league that, you are a league that leans more towards the left. You know, there are still people who are very conservative who are soccer fans. I know some of them. Um, I've, you know, hung out with some of them, but they, it is very predominantly very, very uh, towards the left and, and towards the progressive side. And when you have a, when you have comments like that, I'm, I, you know, and, and the thing is, I think MLS ha, has a little bit of an easier job in sort of removing owners like that because of their structure. It's basically akin to a Pizza Hut having a bunch of like, health code violations and, and something like a really, really bad rumor and Pizza Hut corporate steps in and says, uh, I'm sorry, you're pull you know, you have two choices. You can sell this to someone else or you can, or we're taking away your ownership. Like, and you, that, those are your two choices. So figure out which one you want to do. And, you know, we can handle this nicely or we can handle this forcefully. <laughs> you want it and, the rough way or the easy way. <laughs> and that's, and that's, and that's, I think what the ownership, you know, that's the reason why, you know, an awful owner like Dan Snyder, because the owners have more control, I think as a collective, there's a more of a collective, uh, a collective ownership amongst MLS, and, and the way the structure is that makes it easier. If you have a bad owner, you can, you know, you have an owner that's really bad, you can get rid of them. They did the same thing with uh, Chivas USA. It, they, they, they basically told him, look, you know, we're, you're, you're not doing well. This is an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. We have people lined out the door trying to get, would love to buy a franchise in LA. Sell this team. We'll, you know, we'll give you a hefty profit. Be on your way. Um, and, and, you know, we can do it easy or we can do this hard. And, and I think that's the, you know, that's basically what happened with this. Now it was a good decision because LAFC is so much better than Chivas USA. That's going to be one of those like weird things. We're going to watch games and be like, oh yeah, remember that whole experiment. So, <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man, 2020 weird, weird year, weird year. I'm trying to think NWSL I already said comes back. Uh, the Rose Lavelle less uh, uh, Washington Spirit are are in training now. I don't know if the future I, legend I, a, Ashley Sanchez. I'm sorry, I, I I am I am looking to the future with that team. I need something positive. Yeah, I mean, sports. I'd like her to score a goal. I, I think I, 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 as soon as she scores one goal, I'll be on the train. Uh, you, she's you, certainly uh, well, she's how did, how in the dangerous spot. You are all on Rose Lavelle's like bandwagon, and she has contributed like three goals in this team out of like twenty three. She something. wasn't a winger. She she was the she was she was a playmaker, and she made plays. So I'm fine with that. She, she didn't make. Think, she didn't have that many assists either. I'm sorry. I'm I'm all on the Ashley Sanchez board right now. Like, I think she I I am enjoying watching her play, and it's going to be. I'm hopeful that U.S. Soccer doesn't you know doesn't uh put minute restrictions on her that's all i asked for i don't know if i don't know if you watched the uh the man city chelsea community shield game on uh, on saturday sam Lewis played was horrible and chelsea uh sam kerr had about 37 chances and missed all 37 of them uh it was kind of crazy it, it looked like she had some sort of curse on her it was horrible uh, and and if if not for Millie Bright's like thirty five yard howitzer goal, it would have been it would have gone to penalties. It was pretty dire otherwise. And then there was a goal in the like the eighty ninth minute. But I, I am I'm all I'm all in for the uh, for the WP the W uh, not the WPS. That's not the name of the league. It's like FAWSL or something like that. 
Yep, I'm all in for it. The Chelsea's uh, has everyone is pa- is sort of like loading in uh, as far as as players from around the world. They're really deciding to commit from a financial perspective. So it's a league to watch, and it's free. Everyone can watch. I think it's called the FA Player uh, on your phone, and you can watch all the games. So I recommend doing that. You can, Particularly, watch, you can watch the German. You can watch the German women's league for free too. On the, uh, you, you know, if you have to navigate through some German, but you can watch those for free as well. Also, nothing wrong one. with that. Yeah, and the uh, and kudos, kudos, kudos. By the way, to CBS for broadcasting the uh, women's Champions League. Yes, uh, really cool to see. Uh, that's these are the types of things that I, I don't. I think we've seen sort of. I, I think. I think the NWSL has done a lot as far as when they played during that summer when no one else was playing. They have fully, fully taken advantage of um, of of their of their moment to sort of advertise themselves, and they have gotten other. They have elevated other leagues, which is always a good thing, and they've elevated they've elevated the sport. Um, I think it the biggest problem the NWSL always faced was that it was always really good post World Cup. You know, post World Cup years, there was all this groundswell, and then it just faded as it faded the next season. Um, this is the first time I think they, they saw this window and said, we can be the first one back. We don't have as many teams. We can get everybody there. We can play this tournament. We can do it well. We can showcase ourselves. We're going to have a you know national spot. And I think it's done. I think they've done incredibly well at getting that. And I think it's elevated everything. I think, you know, it won't surprise me if the, uh, FA women's super league is suddenly now is, is suddenly in, um, on like you know NBC Sports, ESPN Plus seems like a great home for it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. The yeah. fact that they have the Community Shield is new, so I think that that's maybe a, they, maybe they want to see what the metrics are like for for viewership. I think it's the it has never been a better time to be a fan of international soccer than now. Yeah. As far as soccer in what, general, <laughs> everybody everybody complains, and I'm like, do you guys like? Does anyone remember what it was like like ten years ago? Do you know how much Fox Soccer Plus was per month? It was $35. It was $35 a month and I paid it and I paid it. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't even an HD when I paid it. So you don't know kids today. It is, it is, it is way better. Uh, Count yourself lucky to have all the options. You have more games than you can conceivably watch for $6. There's no way you can watch you, all those games. You you now have in a situation where literally there is probably not a day where there isn't at least some soccer on you could watch. Like now the Bundesliga is coming to ESPN Plus. I am super pumped for that. I'm hopeful there's going to be some some two some two Bundesliga because I I have a team I follow there. Um, unfortunately, did not get promoted, but uh, you know it's there. There's so much soccer you can watch now. The Scottish Premiership. We're going to get to watch Ian Harks play yep. play uh, play for Dundee United in the in the Scottish Premier Premier League. So. It's really just the Spanish league and the French league that that it's just funny. Those are the two that aren't you can't get unless you have being in sport, being sport. And most people don't have or can't have being sport. So uh, somehow ESPN make a play, get them over, get them over to the ESPN plus. We'll put it. We'll, I'll throw another dollar in. I'll pay six dollars a month. <laughs> six fifty. Even if it was ten, I think it'd still be a good deal. Like with the amount yes. of content you get. So. Well, don't give them any ideas because it will be. Yeah. It's it's, it's going to be a slow dollar march per year. But as long as they keep adding content, I'm fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that's I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. This week has been uh, dumb. Like all these these games were bad, uh, and it's a and, and it's okay. I think we have to start getting our minds in the place where these games might be bad. We might we might just keep losing these games, and it's okay. This this podcast is the place we're going to try to work through them. I wish someone would have called today. That was sort of the whole point. Yeah, I'm gonna keep driving that so we can uh, so that we can really 
This is what the show is going to be. Working our working our collective rage and our collective disappointment <laughs> out together because no change is coming. Their new players will not save the day. Ben Olsen is not going to get fired. Everything as is now will be by the end of the season. It'll just be longer and we'll have to go through it. But this this podcast is going to be the place where we sort of figure out, you know, we explore why we care. Because we yeah. obviously do. If you're listening to this podcast, now a team below FC Cincinnati, if you are watching us on the live stream or downloading our podcast and listening to us now tomorrow, there's a reason you do this and we're going to figure out why that is. And, and, and I do want to say, I hope I hope the team listening... The team, you know, if the, we, we are part of the supporter content creator network. We are probably a little more more closely aligned to the team than we've we've ever been as a podcast. I hope that people listening on the team know that the reason we are upset is because we care. And we I, I care about this team. I've cared about this team for so long. It, it is ingrained in me from it being a kid in watching games. And the amount of joy I saw out of, um, and I really, I, I was too young maybe for the early, for the late 90s, but I remember 04 to 07 very vividly. And that, that made me become like, this is my number one team. This is the only team I'm going to follow from now on. Like, the, this is going to be, if, if, you know, I have a choice between, you know, one team or another, I'm, I'm picking DC. Uh, so, you know, we care and that's why we want, I want, I want this team to matter again is the problem. And I want this team to matter and it hasn't mattered for a long time. So we missed most of that. I think we will find, we will find in the final accounting that most of that did not come through, (laughs) but suffice to say, Ted wants the team to be better and they are not. (laughs) And he doesn't, and we're not mad at the team. I'm pretty sure it came through maybe, but not for, not for you all. Probably everybody else heard it because of how my setup is, but anyway, um, anyway, all right, guys. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Patreon.com slash RFPRefugees. Donate to the show. Uh, Twitter.com slash RFPRefugees if you want to comment, send us questions. Um, you guys have all, you guys are all legends. It's okay no one, that, y'all didn't, that y'all didn't call in. It's okay. It's fine. I think we're all coming down. the good cop. I'm the bad cop. Call the dang number. It's free. Call <laughs> it. Give us your thoughts. All right. We'll catch you all next week. I'm a bubble.